The press keeps lying about the China virus, and now we have a new strain, which means this probably is never, ever, ever, ever going to end. The Biden administration really wants this Afghanistan thing to go away, but even with the media's help, old Joe is having a tough time making it disappear, and pro-abortionists get a very appropriate supporter. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. This is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. All right. Um, so there's just kind of an odd story. For, so for some reason, no one on the left likes Joe Ro- Rogan. Well, there may maybe we know why they don't like Joe Rogan. He's a famous podcaster, extremely popular. He follows common sense. Uh, in, he has common sense insights which makes his insights somewhat conservative, uh, though he's more of a libertarian. He's actually got a lot of liberal policies himself. Um, he doesn't buy any of the left's garbage. He doesn't buy cancel culture. He doesn't actually go out and uh, when he says something people don't like, he doesn't apologize for it. He just kind of says what is out there. And a lot of people are listening to him, and they like him, and they like the way he interviews people, and they like some of his ideas. He's also rich, white, and male, and, of course, not vaccinated. Well, he caught the China virus last week, uh, about two weeks ago. And he didn't, uh, of course, everybody was celebrating that he caught the China virus because he's unvaccinated. And, he's, and basically he's unvaccinated because, you know, uh, I don't want to put something in my body that is untested, unapproved. He's young, moderately young. He's about my age. So he's very healthy. He's not obese. He just didn't see the need for it. And he also says that of young people, he doesn't see the reason for anyone under 30 having the uh, vaccine. He said it's just, it could do more damage than good. But what the left really got upset about is when he was actually in his home trying to get himself better, he used a cocktail of non-supported therapeutics, one of them including fruit and vegetables, things that you usually would take in when you are you have the flu but he also included a drug called called ivermectin two days later joe posted a uh, video of himself stating that he was perfectly fine he was he had mild symptoms for about two days and then 10 days later he's out and he's doing his thing well and the um, it just amazes me that my god they are really angry at joe rogan because he didn't die and it it just absolutely blew the left's mind. So it goes every everything that he did and everything that he said went against the media's narrative about masking vaccines and lockdowns. He didn't think we don't need to mask. He think the masks are worthless and the lockdowns are worthless and he doesn't trust the vaccines and he doesn't think he needs them. Uh, the media went after this drug in Iver mectin specifically because it's not the government's chosen drug when actually dealing with when actually dealing with covid so they said that this drug was not used for human beings it's actually a horse dewormer this is really the only lie the media could come up with 
Because the fact of the matter is, as we're going to see in a few minutes, Intervectin is not uh, uh, just a horse dewormer. Yes, it is a horse dewormer, but it's used for a lot more. But the thing is, that's the whole deal we should have learned about this, about the media, when it comes to anything that goes against the federal government's wishes or the CDC's wishes. Which, by the way, the CDC is just the federal government. They got called out when Trump supposedly said to inject bleach to get rid of the China virus. Actually, he never really said that. He never said that. But they blew it up. And people got tired of it. It was just a lie. They got called out when uh, they said that a guy was poisoned because Donald Trump said he used hydro- hydroxychloroquine when he was had COVID and before he had COVID. And it turned out, of course, that was an absolute lie because um, the wife was act- is actually looking at jail time for tr- attempting to murder her husband. But leave it to Rolling Stone uh, to throw out the big lie of the week that the left could sit back and run with. They reported that a hospital in Oklahoma was so overwhelmed by overdoses of iver- ivermectin that they could not treat gunshot victims, and they were running out of beds. This was according to a doctor named Dr. Jason McLeiva, I think his name is, McLeia. He said, quote, the ERs are so backed up with gunshot victims, so backed up that gunshot victims are, were having hard times getting to facilities where they can get definitive care and treatment. All of the ambulances are stuck at the hospital waiting for a bed to open so they can take a patient in and they don't have any. That's it. If there's no ambulance to take the call, there's no ambulance to come to the call. This story became a big thing. Now you got a, a place in Oklahoma, a hospital in Oklahoma, and everybody is ODing on this ivermectin just because of Joe Rogan. This story was reported and pushed by MSNBC's Rachel Maddow and Joy Reid. Okay, so let's let's get down to this ivermectin before we come to the crux of this story. Um, ivermectin. Ivermectin is a horse dewormer, but in more generally, it's an anti-parasitic drug. And it's used as a dewormer for horses, but that doesn't, it's anti-parasitic, which means any parasite it's going to attack. It has been used with, for, with humans for uh, just numerous uh, parasites for over half a century. And it's considered a wonder drug in Africa because it has a way of curing malaysia, malaria. Excuse me. So this is not just a horse dewormer. This is used by human beings, horses, probably dogs and cats. This is not something that is new, and it's been something that's been used for half a century. Well, anyway, back to Rolling Stone. Turns out, that Rolling Stone, another lie. Now, this shouldn't be surprising to anyone because they also created a huge uproar over a story about rape, col- col- uh, rape culture in college campuses. They're, they said they, had their, they got their story from a woman who never ended up existing saying she was raped in a college dorm and that all women, 20% of women, were being raped 
in colleges. This turned out to be just an absolute lie. They were, well, I mean, Rolling Stone, come on. They also said that Led Zeppelin never had a good album. Well, the hospital in question stated that they were not being overwhelmed by gunshot wounds or overdoses of ivermectin. They also said that Dr. Jason McClea has not worked in the hospital for months and that he was kind of a nut. And one of the things he had done, they had actually found later, is that several papers on leftist causes had been written by him. So he was already a leftist. Um, the hospital confirmed also, just to make sure, because someone had to ask the hospital, was there ever an ivermectin overdose case at the hospital in the last few weeks? They said that they haven't had one in forever, so it never happened. By the way, ivermectin, is it a real drug? Well, uh, a judge reversed a decision that was made by a lower court that banned ivermectin in hospitals, guess what the appellate court judge said? No, you can use ivermectin in hospitals to treat patients who have COVID. You can see how political this has gotten when courts are siding with the left. Anyway, that shouldn't be a surprise. So uh, another example of how the news media is twisting things. I don't know why anyone actually believes any of the news media. And by the way, that includes Fox News. That includes Fox News. Fox News has said some things that I, I don't agree with either. But they're just the most, they're the ones I could listen to the most without actually going nuts. Even t people like Tucker Carlson, who I love, they get kind of hard to listen to. Okay, so let's talk about Afghanistan. How are those evacuations going, you might be asking. Um, evacuations are not going well. Maybe a more accurate statement would be the evacuations aren't happening and the U.S. government is not doing a darn thing about it. Uh, people are still stuck over there. The government appears to have no plans, no control over the airports, and they have no control over any airspace, and they have no flights in or out of Afghanistan. In fact, all we keep hearing about is how the government is depending on the Taliban to get people out of Afghanistan. There's just a problem. People on the ground are reporting that the Taliban is not letting people leave the country, even if they have papers. In a report, six planes at an airport in, I, I can't pronounce the actual airport, um, but there's not, it's not the airport in Kabul, but there are six planes that of uh, Afghans, loaded with Afghans who have papers to come to the United States run by private sources and GNOs or NGOs, excuse me, non-governmental operators are being held up by the Taliban and are not allowed to take off. Does that sound like something, maybe a hostage situation? Representative Michael McCall who's a member of the U.S. US House Foreign Affairs Committee, said, quote, the Taliban will not let them leave the airport. They're going to demand more and more, whether it be cash or legitimacy as a government in Afghanistan. By the way, um, the Taliban denies they're holding anybody 
hostage in the country. But I would say one of the things they're going to want is money. They need money. They're financially collapsing over in, the, over in Afghanistan. No one can get paid because there is no money. They don't have a currency. So let's see. Six passenger planes filled with people trying to get out of Afghanistan. They can't leave the airport. They're probably still in the plane. I didn't hear about that. That sounds like a hostage crisis. But Secretary of State Anthony Bilkin, who is probably the worst Secretary of State in history, said there's no evidence that anyone is being held hostage. Quote, we are not aware of anyone being held on an aircraft or any hostage-like situation. And here it comes, Mazar-e-Sharif Airport. We've been able to identify a relatively small number of Americans who we will believe who we believe are seeking to depart Mazar-e-Sharif with their families. We have been assured again that all American citizens and Afghan citizens with valid travel documents will be allowed to leave. So the government, the United States government, is basically just saying, hey, it's up to the Taliban. They're not going to get out. We are going to end up paying the Taliban to get these people out. That's how it's going to happen. I got to tell you, it sure looks like the Biden administration doesn't want to do something about this. It's like they want to get this thing all go away, even if that means screwing the people, the American citizens that are over there. And you can see it. This weekend, Biden was talking about climate change. No mention of Afghanistan. He was talking about Hurricane Ida and what they're going to do for those folks that are suffering from Hurricane Ida. No mention of Afghanistan. The media is talking about COVID again. Nothing about Afghanistan. They're talking about Hurricane Ida again. No talk of Afghanistan. There's no interest by this administration for the people left behind. This administration just wants everyone to forget this. But not only is the government not getting anybody out, but the private companies and NGOs who have decided to take the responsibility to get people out are actually getting hamstrung by the Biden administration. You got that? Not only will the Biden administration not fix this entire mess, they're screwing the people that are trying to fix this mess that he created. According to the Daily Wire, the Biden State Department refused to give approval to private charter planes seeking to evacuate Americans and Afghan allies from Afghanistan, according to a report from Fox News based on a leaked email. The State Department refused to, quote, grant official approval for private evacuation flights from Afghanistan to land in third countries, even though the department conceded the official authorization would likely be needed for planes to land in those nations, according to Fox News, which obtained the email citing possible security threats to both those on board the planes and those on the ground at Department of Defense air bases, the State Department also said that, quote, charter flights, even those containing American citizens, would not be allowed to land at Department of Defense air bases, end quote, effectively grounding evacuation missions. If there was any doubt that the Biden administration wants this all to go away, 
that should pretty much erase it. Old Joe just wants these people to disappear. And he, he is going to do whatever he can to keep them out of here. Now, you might be asking why, uh, why the Biden administration is going out of the way to prevent people who are already out of Afghanistan from returning to the United States. Let's face it, it looks like the administration is interfering, getting people out. They even said last week, you guys got to get out any way you can. And then when they are getting out because of NGOs and private companies, they're not letting them in. That's because what's going on over there is horrid. People are being raped. People are being sold into slavery. People are being tortured. People are being killed. People who get over here from Afghanistan are going to be telling their stories. And there's going to be more of a ramp up on who, on the administration actually doing something about this. This kind of stuff, the Biden administration does not want leaking out. If Biden is intentionally leaving people behind to the tender mercies of the Taliban, this could lead to an impeachment even a re- or a resignation. And this time, not just of Joe Biden. Unfortunately, I kind of doubt this stuff is going on over there is going to be kept a secret for very long. For Unfortunately, for the Biden administration. The Taliban likes executing people. They like filming it. They love posting it on social media. I'm telling you right now, within a month or two, stuff is going to leak and there will be questions that are going to need to be answered. And it's not going to be in front of Congress. But that's not stopping anything. So the Biden administration is doing nothing and the Biden administration is actually interfering with people who are trying to do something. But what they're also doing is taking credit whenever someone actually accomplishes something. So last Monday, the State Department celebrated the safe passage for a woman and her three children into the United States. Quote, U.S. has facilitated, this is from the State Department, quote, the U.S. has facilitated the safe departure of four U.S. citizens by overland route from Afghanistan. Embassy staff was present upon arrival. There was just a problem with this statement. Um, The State Department had nothing to do with this. Fox News reported, but the quote, but those actually involved in the dangerous rescue operation by the State Department deserves little to no credit for Miriam's escape from Afghanistan. Miriam is the mother of the three children. Corey Mills and a private team of military veterans drawing on funding by private donors, including the Centennial Foundation, led the effort to rescue Miriam and her three children from Afghanistan where they had been left behind by the Biden administration. Multiple sources with knowledge of Miriam's evacuation confirmed with Fox News. What a shock. The Biden administration has lied again. They are hurting for some victories in this entire debacle. Even if they need to steal it from somebody else. Take away their credit. Well, it's it. the honest... Truth is, the Biden administration, this isn't going to go away. It's not going to go away. While in New Jersey inspecting the damage from uh, Hurricane Ida, 
some people reminded old Joe, old Joe that he was not going to be allowed to forget the people he left behind in Afghanistan. Some of these are rather prickly to listen to, a little salty. So if you have kids, you may want to get them out of the room. But these are this is New Jersey. This is a blue state. And people are not liking Joe. Leave them in ruins and leave Americans behind. Shit. Leave Americans behind. He will leave you behind. You guys protected him. He'll leave you guys behind. That's great. Leave no Americans behind. Ronald Wiltrick buried in Arlington. 2011, December 11th. For what? He lost his life for what? Uh-huh. As usual, old Joel didn't even acknowledge the people there. He didn't even look towards them. You know why? Because he doesn't care. Here's another one. This one's old. This one is pretty salty. Yeah, if you didn't catch that, because it was kind of hard to hear, she was yelling, resign, you tyrant. Yep, this is not going away. Democratic states like this, they are all beginning to push back. Even California a little bit, you can hear it. I live by Camp Pendleton, so I know they're really having a problem with this stuff. So it's not going to get better for them. And no matter all the all of Biden's rhetoric and his misdirection, nothing is going to change any of that. So the abortion debate keeps going on, moving on. Um, there was a guest, and this is some interesting stuff. I didn't think I'd be talking about this this much, but this really, this this abortion law in Texas really is scaring the crap out of the left. Uh, there was a guest on Joy Reid's show on MSNBC who had an interesting solution on how leftists could stop the abortion ban in Texas. Uh, this was the editor of the magazine The Nation. Eli Mistel, uh, he first compared, he in this two-part statement, he first compared the disaster from Hurricane Ida to the abortion law in Texas. Quote, if I lived in New York, okay, if it's wet right now, if I was on top of my roof looking for help, I would expect a cavalry to be coming directly, right? FEMA, Coast Guard, Operation Dumbo Drop, someone... Somebody should be coming to let me to get me. In fact, when it happened in Katrina, the failure of the federal government to go get people was viewed as one of uh, the biggest failures of George W. Bush's presidency. Similarly, similarly, we can need we need to go and get women in Texas and protect their constitutionally protected medical rights. Okay, if he was in trouble. The, cav the cavalry would come to rescue him. Here's my question to him. Where's the cavalry to rescue the thousands of unborn babies that are being killed on a daily basis? And in what danger is a pregnant mother actually in? She got herself pregnant. She put herself in that position. Of course, he's got to blame Katrina on George Bush. Here's the thing. You've got to just take a swipe at a Republican someplace. Right, even George Bush. Well, here's a news flash: the state governor was a Democrat back then, and the mayor of New Orleans was a Democrat back then. 
The reason Katrina caused so much damage is because the levees, which were supposed to be upgraded and repaired, never were. And that is the responsibility of the state and the locality. So that actually wasn't George W. Bush's fault. But what with George W. Bush didn't do a great job, don't get me wrong. But his problem happened after the fact. And everyone seems to want to forget that. Finally, something the left tries to convince us of is the constitutionality of abortion. There is, again, and forever, nothing in the Constitution about abortion. There is zero. Therefore, it is not protected by the Constitution. Just because there is some precedence doesn't mean that precedence can't be overturned. And they are really afraid of that. Well, Mistel continues, the way you do that is that you deputize doctors, you federalize doctors, you create through an executive order an army of federal doctors who are going who are going to go into Texas and protect the Constitution by consulting women about their privacy rights and their medical history. By federalizing the doctor force, that would protect those abortion providers from the Texas law. This is what the leftists want to do with everything, by the way. They want to nationalize the infrastructure. They want to nationalize the police. They want to nationalize the schools. They want to nationalize the medical field. They think the government, central government, the federal government, has that much, should have that much control and is that powerful. Here's the problem with all that. Uh, the federal government isn't that powerful. States have rights, and their rights supersede the rights and laws of the United States government. Even if the government passes something in the Congress. And by the way, uh, he says that he says that Joe Biden should write an executive order federalizing doctors. He really doesn't have a right to do that. That's unconstitutional, first off. He doesn't really have a right to do that. That should be something that's passed through Congress in the least. Even if Congress passes it, it's probably not going to be constitutional. So right off the bat, by sitting back and federalizing doctors through executive fiat, you're just saying Joe Biden needs to be a tyrant. Joe Biden needs to be a little dictator. That's what they want. And that's what makes the Constitution so powerful and why the left hates it so much. This guy honestly believes the federal government is more powerful than the state governments. They just need to make doctors federal employees and then they can commit abortions all they want in Texas. Well, they can't. And it tells me that these guys really don't understand how the Constitution works. State laws outweigh government edicts per the Constitution. But the good news is, pro, um, even though what this guy brought up was completely insane and unconstitutional and probably can never happen, um, pro-abortionists do have a powerful ally. The Satanic Temple has officially condemned the Texas abortion law. Yay! According to their website, this ritual may be performed by our members as a way to fortify self-worth, instill confidence, and provide spiritual comfort. 
The performance of the satanic abortion ritual is protected by religious liberty laws. It exempts Satanists from fulfilling their medically unnecessary and unscientific requirement, such as mandatory waiting periods or unwanted sonograms. That interferes with the practice of our ritual. Okay, well, I mean, this is good. It's appropriate. Um, it's Abortion is considered a religious ritual for the Satanists, the Satanic Temple, but it's also considered pretty much a religious ritual for the left. Why do you think the left is fighting so hard for it? And they say that this is the greatest thing and it's our rights and it's our for our con instill confidence, fortify self-worth, provide spiritual comfort that they can do this. Okay, they also stated on their website... Abortion, the abortion, abortion tech laws in Texas violate our religious rights and the TST, the sat satanic temple, has taken legal action. If Texas, if Texas judges abide by the constitution, again, it's not constitutional, and legal precedent, that's the only thing it has is precedent, but that's what Texas is trying to overturn, then those who share our deeply held beliefs will be exempt from the state's inappropriate efforts to restrict access to abortion services. This is not going to be taken seriously, but it kind of would be a good, a good argument. Religious ceremonies are protected from in the Constitution, and if abortion can be seen as a religious ceremony, then yeah, it, it's possible. Uh, here's the problem, though. Um, it would be illegal. All I would have to do as a lawyer, constitutional lawyer, is sit there and say, this is human sacrifice is not legal. It's not a religious protected right, and you're actually killing a child. And then all I have to do is prove that that's a child. And that's an easy thing to do, is to prove that that baby is actually a baby. So human sacrifice is illegal, and it's not protected by the Constitution. So, uh, nice try. It is a nice try, but that's probably not going to go through. Now, now, a little bit about the Satanic Temple, and also, for that matter, the Church of Satan. Those are the two major Satanic. They're basically atheists, atheist organizations that believe in almost anarchist, in, in a sense. They believe that a human being should have the right to do whatever he or she feels they want to do. Which kind of is like a leftist, a leftist position. I don't think that's too far from leftism. They believe they should be able to feel and do what they want to do and be who they want to be. That's basically what the Church of Satan is and what the Satanic Temple are. They don't pray to Satan in the way that you know we pray to God. They pray to Satan as a symbol. Even Anton Lavey's discussion on the philosophies of the Church of Satan actually pointed that out, is that Satan doesn't really exist, per se, because they don't believe God exists. So they don't think Satan exists also, but they pray to him and their religious, their religious ceremonies are more for uh, a representation of what they believe. What they essentially believe is the internal desires of the individual, whether it be sex, whether it be blood, whether it be riches, that should be able to be celebrated. And though they do not condone sacrifice 
for example, Anton LaVey will actually say, we don't, we don't do human sacrifice, we don't do animal sacrifice, uh, and we don't condone it. But the reality is they, they're kind of loosey-goosey on that. So let, let's just understand what the, the Satanic Temple actually is. It's basically just another atheist group that believes in their atheism and their freedom of expression so much so that they should be able to do pretty much whatever they want to do. A lot of these guys are just very clean cut. <laughs> Honestly, a lot of these guys, I've, I've actually watched satanic rituals from the Church of Satan, or not Church of Satan, but from, no, I've seen some on the Church of Satan, but from the satanic temple, and they just, they're actually not much different than a Catholic, than a Catholic mass. The only difference is that they're praying to the, I don't know what they're praying to, but they're they're honoring Satan. Okay, uh, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and you can take a look at all the links. They're all there. I hope you guys have a nice day. We'll talk to you on Friday. Tomorrow's Thursday, last day of the week. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>